Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello, welcome to the program. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I was just, that caught me sort of unawares. Um, welcome to uh, the program. It is uh, March 12th. And uh, this is the second day we are doing the show uh, from home. Um, and uh, guys, I just have to tell you, I don't even know where to start. Uh, if you watched the president's speech last night, um, <laughs> that was the least reassuring uh, address by a president in a time of crisis that I have ever witnessed. Um, it was, it will historically be seen as one of probably the worst presidential address in history, uh, the most counterproductive, uh, astonishing that uh, within minutes of its end, uh, there were clarifications that had to be uh, issued from the White House. Um, more than, what was there, two or three? Um, I will tell you that just personally, the impact uh, and the confusion it created in, in my life as I sat and listened and he pronounced his uh, that he was uh, halting um, all travel uh, from from Europe, I uh, I freaked because my brother is trying to get back. He's been in Slovenia, and uh, he was then going to London, I believe, for a um, to get an award for from like some weird bunch of Nordic um, aficionados, and um, and his da daughter is having his first grandchild. And, I mean, he really wanted to – and I immediately – I mean, Trump's still speaking, and I'm, I'm texting Susan, my sister, saying, my God, Bill's not going to be able to get back. And um, so there was that immediate confusion. And then we hear, well, that wasn't quite right. My understanding is that a lot of people listening to this speech – who uh, were already in Europe, Americans, desperate when they heard that um, absolutely misleading uh, statement from the president, um, jumped online to try to get tickets, <clears throat> excuse me, so they could get out of Europe before this, uh, this uh, dead, deadline, I believe it was on Friday. People were paying up to $20,000 for a ticket if they got through. They, of course, did that before they found out that, oh, never mind. <laughs> if Never mind. But that was not clear in this. And, and then there was the president's affect, which he looked like uh, somebody reading a hostage, uh, you know, uh, note. Um, there, there was no affect. It was almost like he was drugged. There was no uh, sense of leadership at all. There was the usual sniffing, I said, as I sniffed. It, it really was. I, I, even for Trump, that was the most appalling uh, moment of his presidency thus far because it required it required uh him to finally step up and show he okay i get it i'll have to stop playing this uh, game i'm gonna have to do it even scripted that's what freaks me out is you know he was reading from the prompter uh and so it that speech was scripted. <laughs> it was scripted with mistakes in it, which suggests to us that not only are we in the thrall 
of an incompetent president at a time when we're desperate for leadership, but we're in the thrall of his obviously incompetent uh, people around him. (coughs) Excuse me. I have been up since 4 a.m. I woke up in a like I woke up and started thinking about all the sort of disruptions in my personal life and my my fears and my concerns. Americans are Americans who are paying attention are unsettled. And that speech last night did nothing but confuse us further, unsettle us more. As we find out now, it enraged Europe. Um, I'm, I'm just, uh, guys, we're in for it. We're in for something. That's all I want to say. Barbara writes, one of the biggest concerns about Trump all along had was that a crisis could arise, and he would not be able to handle it. And here we are. Um. And I do want to say, I continue to be uh, really astonished by the people I interact with here in my life who seem totally disconnected from what's going on. I was at the park with my dog yesterday afternoon and I was talking with other people there who I don't know well, but we talk because they have dogs. Nice bunch of people. And I'm hearing, oh, yeah, well, my daughter's in school in New York, but they closed the school. So she, uh, you know, they're on spring break. So she's flying to Colorado, is going to do some skiing. And another person said, oh, my son's going to Colorado for skiing. Maybe they could see each other. And then she's coming back here to Pittsburgh. And I'm listening to this and thinking, what is it you don't understand about what the new reality is in this country? It's not life as usual. And there was another woman who is brilliant, speaks uh, Japanese, uh, is a trader uh, in foreign currency. I don't know what the heck. But she, and she was still saying, I have a cruise that I'm going on in two weeks, a Disney cruise. And I said, surely you're not doing that. Yes, she is, she said. And I told her, I said, guess what? I am here to tell you right now, I don't think you'll be going Somebody else was still intending to go to Mexico. Um, and I, why, don't, why don't people understand that life as we knew it has ended? Maybe temporarily. Let's hope temporarily. Yeah. But it has ended And when I told the group that the St. Patrick's Day parade had been canceled, they first said, no, it hasn't. No, it, why? (laughs) And then I'm, these are educated people. We are heading into chaos. Um, We have uh, no leadership that has power. I mean, there are leaders out there, but they're not in power. We have no leadership. And we have, as I would expect, a uh, sort of disconnected, life goes on, where's the party, uh, American population. Um, I think it's because we are so spoiled. We are used to living our lives. We get to do whatever we want to do. And guess what? We can't anymore if we're responsible and to see the level of denial about this, but I need a vacation. One woman said, I I got if they cancel that. I need a vacation. No, you need, (laughs) you need to be a good citizen. 
You need to be part of the solution, not the problem. And that means no unnecessary flitting about. What is so hard to get through people's heads? Uh, this idea, uh, for an American, the idea that all of a sudden the freedom you have enjoyed all your life is not there, not as much, is apparently impossible to digest. And that will only make all of us in put us in more uh, jeopardy. Um, our country is woefully unprepared for this. Um, I was just reading this morning that um, there are only 72,000 ventilators in the entire country. And if we have a spike, as we probably will, since so many Americans are not heeding uh, reasonable advice coming from experts, um, that's just woefully inadequate. There could be hundreds of thousands, even a million Americans needing a ventilator. We have 72,000. N95 masks, the ones that need to be worn by our health professionals, the people who are going to be on the front lines, and stop and think about them because I have. I had to go to St. Margaret's Hospital yesterday uh, for an injection that I get monthly. I know the nurses there. My God, you could cut the tension with a knife. And I didn't want to be anywhere near it. The last place you want to be is a hospital. Um... Governor Wolf is going to give an update at noon today. <coughs> He's going to tell us that, of course, there are more cases in Pennsylvania, 21 now, uh, that are in seven counties. But let me tell you, that number is bullshit. Bullshit. Because we haven't been able to test. There are also 75 tests pending. So 75 people have been tested in Pennsylvania, and we don't know the results of those. Um, in terms of testing, this country is, is proving to be, and we might as well be living in, uh, you know, like truly a third world country. Um, I... Tom Hanks and his wife, right? So now we hear that. They have tested positive. Let me tell you, the only way they tested positive is they aren't in the United States. They're in Australia where you get tested if you have some symptoms. In this country, you can not get tested. 75 measly pending tests in the whole Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Unbelievable. Uh, Korea and other countries have tested. I, if seven, I, this is the thing I was looking for. South Korea, as of a few days ago, so this number is higher, had already conducted up to 700 times more tests per capita than the United States. And the virus seems to be much better contained there because they have information. Who's got it? Who doesn't? How's South Korea able to test 700, 700 times. I did pick a number and multiply it by 700. That many more huh? than us. 
this is a failure of our government that is going to kill Americans, to be perfectly frank about it. I just did the math. So if, if Pennsylvania had the tests that Korea has, we would now be sitting on 51,000-plus tests, not 75. Um, as Nicholas Kristof said in the Times today, at least Nero only fiddled while Rome burned. He didn't go out and tell the Romans that the fire was no big deal. So Trump's inability to care about anything but his poll numbers and uh, electability, re-electability, is literally going to kill Americans. I've been saying he's killing us for years, and I even met sometimes literally because of the stress he's causing in so many people's lives. But this is literal. Um, you might know the name uh, Tom Frieden, Dr. Tom Frieden. He's a former director of the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. And he has warned that in a plausible, I mean, absolutely plausible worst case scenario, this virus could kill more than one million Americans. Um, our government's just failed us already. And the thing about pandemics and virus spread is you got to come out of the gate in a gallop. And we have not. I hate to be so negative, but I, I, I think everybody's got to wake up. Okay, so the NBA, <laughs> maybe, you know, that's what will wake Americans up, right? Well, you mean the NBA's canceled its season or suspended it or whatever they've done? And by the way, what about the NHL? What do you mean the Penguins uh, game is, is called off or I can't go see it? And I think of all those people on St. Patrick's Day here in Pittsburgh who are going to be out. Yeah, they took the parade away, but they'll go out and they'll go into the bars and they'll be, you know, shoulder to shoulder and cheek to jowl and drinking and spreading the virus. Oh, but how could they spread a virus that isn't in Pittsburgh yet? <laughs> it's in Pittsburgh. Oh. So Tom Hanks and his wife would never have been tested here in this country. Um, and if you're on the Internet, you see all kinds of stories of Americans who, like Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, uh, are experiencing uh, maybe fatigue, a fever, um, a sore throat, uh, not feeling well at all. And they are told, stay where you are. You can't even be tested. Tom Hanks and his wife are lucky because they were in Australia, not in the United States. <sighs> Guys, my Lord. So Nicholas Kristof, and I think this is good information, and I want to – and by the way, I, I haven't said – I'm sure you probably already know that the Dow <laughs> – the Dow is, after that reassuring performance by uh, Trump, uh, the Dow opened almost 2,000 points down. And um, the, the trading was suspended, this gizmo they now have, that as soon as there's a drop that precipitous, they halt 
all trading just for 15 minutes. That's all. Just so the hysteria might settle for just a second. I imagine trading has resumed. I don't know what's going on now, but I have little reason to believe that it's any better. Um, Princess Cruise Lines have announced that they are canceling all of their cruises for the next uh, two months. Uh, Disney and Carnival, I believe, have yet to, to do that. But you see the private sector sometimes stepping up in these situations and uh, often not. So incredible. Here is uh, Christoph's uh, suggestions of what a real president and a functioning American government would do. Um, and he arrived at these uh, 12 practical steps um, by talking to uh, public health uh, specialists and epidemiologists, in other words, two scientists, two experts, not politicians. And he said, number one, testing, free testing, so that we know who the hell is sick. Now, it's possible. You know, Oh, I'm sorry about this. The University of Wisconsin, oh, oh, excuse me, of Washington, uh, because obviously in the state of Washington, this is this is not um, something that they can't imagine. This is a dual blow. Oh God, guys, I'm sorry. They already set up a drive-through system of testing, so that people can be tested and not go in to a facility where they could uh, be contaminated or contaminate. These rapid tests that actually offer results in minutes. We have tests. That's why the governor today is going to have this press conference at noon, and he's got to say, well, we've had these tests taken. And they were taken maybe two days ago, three days ago, a lifetime ago when you have this kind of epidemic. And we don't even know if they're positives or negatives. Large gatherings have to be canceled. Concerts, parades, even if Americans start practicing social distancing individually, uh, the mildest uh, kind of result will be a third of us will be infected. That is probably extraordinarily low ball, and it's more like two-thirds of us, if not more. And if we all go and get it at, you know, here at the beginning, when our hospitals are not prepared, when our health care providers are not prepared, when our federal government is clearly not prepared, People will needlessly die. Um, hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. And um, if the virus behaves as it has behaved in China and in Italy, uh, epidemiological models say that by late next month, millions of Americans will be infected. And a lot of people are going to die for want of care in the chaos. Christoph reports that several epidemiologists suggest that we could easily see 100 million infections of the coronavirus of which 5 or 10% might require hospitalization. We don't have the beds. We don't have the ventilators. I also heard in the park yesterday that people think that the media, and this is something you'll hear on Fox News, that the media is unnecessarily frightening people, causing panic. 
the media is doing what media is supposed to do. It is giving inform- unwelcome information, uh, scary information, but information. And the shoot the messenger thing is really, really something that people obviously have as a default reaction to bad news. Kill the messenger. Um, Here is something I found interesting. This is a a tweet from a woman. She says, my dad is a 77-year-old lifelong Republican. He loves Trump. He watches Fox News religiously. He's also a retired physician. After witnessing Trump's handling of the coronavirus, he no longer supports him, and he says he's lost his vote. He is also done with Fox News. You have no idea how huge this is, says this woman of her father and his now defection from Donald Trump. Um, hang on, guys. I'm I'm juggling so many things here. I'm trying to see if we have any. No. Okay. Um, okay. Another thing that we should be doing if we had a functional uh, government. Uh, any vacations that health workers had must be canceled. Retired doctors, retired nurses should be called back. Cardiologists, pediatricians, plastic surgeons, whatever. Doctors like that need to stop doing what they normally do and they need to repurpose and deal with what will be a torrent of coronavirus patients. Because doctors are going to be sick too. Military medics are probably going to have to be called in. We're starting to see some of, uh, of the shutting down of nursing homes and assisted living centers uh, and in an effort to make these places safer. People have to go to dialysis treatments. In order to make it safer, business as usual cannot Go on. We're going to be unsettled because people in these kinds of situations are going to have protective equipment. You're not going to be able to visit. And if our first responders become sick in large numbers, which is certainly a possibility since they're on the front line, we need to have plans calling in the National Guard. We need to make sure that no one uh, pays, has to pay a copay or deduct, a deductible for testing or for treatment. And that's one of the things the president said last night. He said that that was already a done deal. It is not. The insurance companies agreed that they would not charge for a copay or deductible for testing for the virus. The testing you can't get anyway. But they never said they were going to do the same for treatment. And that's one of the clarifications that had to be made where the president's speech was spreading misinformation. Ah, guys, I don't know. And his last, uh, Christoph's last suggestion of what a functioning government would do is this. Instead of bailing out airlines, instead of bailing out cruise lines, our government should be ensuring that people who have to be quarantined are eligible for unemployment insurance 
and we need to waive any work requirements for benefit programs that have been put in place under Republican administrations. The last thing the government needs to do now is to turn its back on the least of us because they are most at risk. Struggling families. Do we want people to become homeless because they suddenly can't make the rent or meet mortgage payments? You don't, I think if we want to bail anybody out, we've got to bail ourselves, the people out. Trump's inclination is to take our tax dollars and bail out his rich buddies in the cruise industry, in the hotel industry. Really extraordinary. That's all I got to say. Well, it's not all I got to say, but that's uh, sort of what I got to say. Um... What do I have here? Just looking for your emails, guys. Um, little Tony writes, um, oh, this is funny. Little Tony, I was in the uh, parking lot. I was in a parking lot yesterday at Costco, and um, uh, a guy who was uh, – loading up or unloading, I didn't know what he was doing, uh, his car next to me loading up mine, um, said, excuse me, but can I shut your door here because I don't want to dent it. I had all my doors open. I was throwing things in the passenger seat. I was being oblivious. I said, oh, no, of course not. And then he went about his business and I went about mine. And and then a little while later, he said, Great show today, Lynn. <laughs> I, I looked. I said, oh, well, thank you. And then he said, I'm little Tony. And so I met little Tony yesterday um, as we were both, I guess, uh, trying to stock our pantries um, uh, heading into this uh, whatever, into this great unknown and uh, what a delight. And I said I'd hug you if <laughs> if these were different times. But it's always such a pleasure to uh, personally meet uh, people who I interact with. Um, Tony says, Trump has no gifts for comforting anyone. Was it Biden that said that Trump should just keep his mouth shut? Well, I think a lot of people have said that. I, I saw Maxine Waters say it uh, today. Just somebody tell him to shut up. Uh, Paul writes, for shits and giggles each day, I watch Fox News for about 10 to 15 minutes. And then parenthetically, he says, I know I need help. This morning, Paul reports, they have done a complete turnaround from yesterday about the virus after their king's address last night. I'm assuming you're saying that the complete turnaround is what? That they're actually taking the virus seriously? Unbelievable. And as I suspected, Trump is losing his mind because he put Pence in charge. And so Pence is getting the limelight. And Pence is being quoted. And Trump looks and, – and so he canceled Pence's uh, uh, press briefing yesterday so that he could give this mucked up, horrific speech. <laughs> um this is going to be an implosion of this administration, the likes of which, you know, I'm thinking, well, isn't that what you always wanted, this administration to show itself as wholly unfit? Didn't you want people to see this? Um, yeah, but I didn't want people to die because of it. 
So no, I'm not happy this is happening. I find it absolutely terrifying. Um, this just came in from Politico uh, via Barbara. Uh, Vice President Pence may be in charge of the coronavirus task force, but apparently it's Jared Kushner that's holding up any meaningful action because he's busy doing research. Politico reported Wednesday that there's no progress on acting about the virus because they're waiting for Kushner, who isn't a doctor, a nurse, or medical. There's no deadline for a decision, but one of the people familiar with the talk said the task force will not give Trump its final verdict until Jared finishes his research. Oh, come on. I mean, you know, nah, can't, can't even take it in. I'm sorry. Debbie writes, I saw a clip of the hearings where a Democratic representative said to, I guess, some doctors that were testifying, quote, you stood by Trump nodding your heads when you knew he was lying. Why didn't you step up and say, no, there are not enough tests? It is bad enough when Trump lies, but when the people that know better stand by and are afraid to say anything, that truly leaves us with no confidence and in confusion. And that is the truth. Oof, guys. Um... I just saw this. Uh, ESPN just interviewed the owner of the uh, of an NBA team who happens to be a Pittsburgher, Mark Cuban, who uh, is doing the right thing. Uh, who even before being asked said that he is he's working to get a program going for the teams and the arenas hourly workers so that they will be compensated for the wages they are going to lose as a result of the suspension of play uh, for an undetermined period. And that is what all of these rich owners have to do. Cover the people who live paycheck to paycheck. You've got to do it. Oh, my. So, guys, I don't know. We are about to experience something we have never experienced. If you still are hearing from people who are saying, well, the flu kills more people, this is just another flu. If you're still hearing that kind of ignorance, at least try to set people uh, straight. Because every person who gets it and who then understands that they have a role to play, which is not to help spread it by living their lives as they want to. We all must now live our lives as concerned citizens, concerned for our own security, but concerned for everybody else. And that means not business as usual. It's as simple as that, especially when we're living in a country that is so extraordinarily ill-prepared for this. And a country with a non-functioning government, a gutted government, a country with no real discernible social safety net, so that telling people to stay in their homes is telling people to starve to death. Closing schools is telling the parents of uh, children, some children, 
who do not have resources, that their kids are going to have to stay home alone, or that their kids won't be getting breakfast because it's their schools that give them breakfast. And all of this is a result of the have and have not nature of the American system, the American economy, America's brand of of rapacious capitalism. And we have a president now whose only only reaction to all of this is to get mad at the Fed as if interest rates cuts are going to save us. He is a fool. I'm told there are callers. Great. Let's let's get some of you guys in. I'm sick of talking. Hello. There's a number of callers on the line, so I don't I don't know which and you don't know probably it's who me, you are. Lynn. Hi. Hey, it's me, Lynn. Hi, Lynn Hi. Collins. I, I think with your new format I keep picturing this uh remember the uh, War of the Worlds, H G well. Yeah, like you know, going coming over the radio, and it sounded, you know, like a phone call. It sounds like you're calling from the front lines, and the uh, Martians have landed, and it's the apocalypse. (laughs) Now, um, you were talking about uh, uh, bailouts of the hotels. Now, wouldn't this be Trump's ultimate grift if he gives himself billions and billions of dollars for his hotels while people are dying? And speaking of, of people dying, I have not heard anyone bring up yet the uh, homeless population. Right. There are whole right. villages of homeless in, in L.A. And right. what are we going to tell them? Oh, stay home and wash your hands? Yeah. When it's no, you're right. Spreading through the homeless population, it's going to be a huge mess. And, uh, well, you know, it's always, already thrown our world in a tizzy. We've been touring since last summer. We had a great year. We were all over the world and Mexico and everywhere. We came back in February, and now it looks like uh, we were supposed to go back on tour for May for the rest of the year, but it looks like none of that's going to happen. We're not going anywhere. Part of where we were going was Italy. So, But I'm not going to whine. You and I have the option to opt out. We have the option to stay home. What about all these people who can't stay home and the homeless? And It's just a nightmare scenario if you think about it. So it is. Think- which is why it sounds like War of the Worlds, only War of the Worlds was a hoax. This is not mm-hmm. a hoax. That's right. No, wait, I thought it was a Democratic hoax to make Trump look bad. <laughs> no, he doesn't need any help looking bad. <laughs> oh, Jeez. good Lord. God well, help we us. Have to, we have to carry on and do our part and... Uh, Soldier on, keep a stiff upper lip, as they say, but it's hard. I agree. You know what? I had a thought after his speech uh, last night. I hope I I live, that this doesn't kill me. I, I hope I live because I want to be alive, to see the aftermath, to see the reaction of the American people once this mm. thing has passed. I want to see what happens, and I think it will well, change this country forever. I'm scared that he's going to call off the election. I've he's heard that. Faster, we can't have people going out and voting, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, just a horrifying thought. Are you know you've met our our manager Barbara right uh, a couple times when we were in your studio? Yeah, uh, she's in Spain now. She's Spanish. Oh, Luckily, she has a dual citizenship since she's married to a Greg, our guitar player. So hopefully she's going to be able to get back. She had to be in Spain because her mother died. And uh, now it's like up in the air. But, I, you know, there's millions of people who are like, can we get back home now? And no, like that's right. Said, they clarified it if you're a citizen. But anyway, I'll let you take your other calls. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Mike. <laughs> Michael, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Wash your hands. Okay, uh, next caller. Hello. Hi, I, I guess I'm on. I guess you're on. Hi. Hey, it's working great at home. You're doing a good job, and I hear Thank you, you fine, and uh, you, haven't, you haven't missed a beat. So we don't have the video, but that's okay. 
Um, I like the World of the Worlds analogy. Um, yeah. It, it's, you know, the thing that's bizarre is the, all the, the, the offers for t- payroll tax, this and that. And yeah. Is anybody asking, to, is anybody being asked to sacrifice anything outside of keep shopping and they're begrudgingly shutting things down? I, I, you know, whenever there's a crisis, you you want us to pull together, and I don't see that happening. Is anybody being asked to do anything except for? It blows my mind. Well, you know what? I, I somebody uh, somebody said to me last night. I'm waiting for Trump to say what George W. said after 9/11: go shopping, <laughs> which is of course the last thing we should do. Um, he needed. You know what? A president uh, worth the title last night would have said to the American people, I don't want to frighten you, but we are facing, uh, you know, something that we have never faced before. And we all have to come together uh, and it cannot be business as usual and life as usual. And I need you to step up. He needed to be absolutely clear uh, to people and and to ask us to pull together. He could have even uh, invoked 9-11 because this is going to kill a lot more Americans than 9-11 did. Uh, I, but you said go shopping. Well, just last week, wasn't Pence saying go to Disney World? I mean, same damn thing, except worse, considering That's the right. scenario. That's right. Right. And nobody's right. mentioned it's, and, and like the, pre- I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But like the previous caller was saying, you know, for shits and giggles, I often tune in Fox just to mm-hmm. see what the other universe is doing. Mm-hmm. Sean Hannity had, this is after the CBS special report thing came out, and I flipped on Sean Hannity on head on Lindsey Graham, who was saying what a wonderful job the president is doing through this crisis, and thank goodness he increased the budget to the CDC because Congress was too busy with impeachment last year. And 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 people and, and Sean Hannity, that's right. You're you're absolutely right. He is doing a good job and 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 keeping up with the budget. And I'm like, I just did a quick Google search. Trump wanted to cut the CDC, and the only reason they yeah. have funding is because Congress fought right. him right. on that, or they just said get out of here, and and so they kept their funding. But if you if you get your news solely from Fox, which unfortunately many Americans do. You're looking at that, yeah, this damn congressman, and I'm like, and it's like, what a disservice. You know what? what? You know what? I saw somebody did a poll, and if you, they asked people who get their uh, information from Fox and people who get their information from like CNN, and the question they were asked is, are you worried about this pandemic? And the people who watch Fox. Nah. I mean, it was over 50%. Nah. The people who are getting actual information said, you bet I am. So this also, Fox News spreading this misinformation and refusing to give the real information is also going to kill their viewers and other people. Well, well, if they don't cancel the elections, I mean, two, the two best scenarios is, okay, Fox babies, you keep going out there and you, and dump Trump and all his followers, have your stupid rallies, infect the shit out of each other. Yeah, you right. Know, I know. Good. Right. Even but, they will not hold mean. rallies. No, even he will not be able to hold rallies. I do not think. I don't see how he can. But listen. I mean, uh, his his stupidity and uh, is is it's immeasurable. It is just immeasurable. Hey, I've got another caller. Believe it or not, so okay, I'm gonna one last thing, real quick. You know, how can you have all these different news stations say this, and then you have one who says that, and you're gonna make a conscious 
consciousness decision. Oh, I'll believe that one out of a hundred. They must be right. He, that one must be right. Everybody else is wrong. I don't get that. Well, neither do I. Thank okay, you. Sorry. No, You're don't be bye-bye. sorry. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And if the other caller is is there, hello. Hey, Lynn. It's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike. Um, you've said a couple times that none of us have lived through a pandemic, and that's not true. Um, by the time I was 30, I buried 17 of my friends from HIV, from AIDS. Oh. And I can tell you from this side, someone who's lived through it before, some things I learned. One, don't listen to the government. They're going to do what's in their best interest and for the capitalists. Do not listen to the government. Social separation is what we need to do as individuals because no one is going to come and say, here's how this happens. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. It's sorry, each man or woman for themselves. Um, What else did I learn? Um, uh, That people will tell you to ignore the facts that this isn't happening and that a scapegoat will be looked for. Like early on in the HIV um, crisis, before there was even a test for it, much, much similar to this, we were told that it was promiscuous gays who did too much drugs that got it, mm-hmm. implying that it's not a virus that is transmitted from one person to another, but some nasty behavior that people do. And we noticed that last night with Trump's speech. He was, he called, he's rebranding it the foreign um, yes. Oh, God. When he said that, when he right at the beginning of his speech, speech, he called it a foreign virus. So even in this moment where he needed to step up, he had to make it about the other. It's not us. Right. We are victims. Right. Right. So I'm sorry to report to all of you who haven't okay. lived through something like this before, but you're yeah. on your own. And you have to social distance yourself, and I'm so glad you did, Lynn. I'm so glad you're working from home. I can't tell you. Well, I, I have to tell you, I am too. Um, it's I can't imagine actually why anybody who can would not. And um, I hope everybody just uh, grows up here. I mean, America. I keep thinking of what Chris Potter always said: is we are an unserious people living in very serious times. And man, that quote, that fits this moment. People worrying about, but my daughter wanted to go see her brother and this and my this wants to do that and I want to... And it, these people are not stepping up. They're not even willing to acknowledge the reality that exists right now. And by the time they do... It will be too late. Yes. When 50% of the population has this and people are socially distancing themselves, it will be too late. You need to do it now. From someone who has survived a pandemic, let me tell you, you can't wait. You got to do it now. So do you think, I mean, so if you were talking to a friend and they said, I'm going to a St. Patrick's Day party on Saturday and -and so-and-so is having... Would you say, are you nuts? I mean, I would. I'm not going to go to any parties anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going sitting at a bar with people. And I see that the city is looking at uh, enforcing the occupancy um, limits that you see on restaurants and bars, something they don't usually do, and um, or even lowering them. Because people are too stupid to take care of themselves. I'm a member of a 12-step program. And I told all of my contacts, I'm not going to meetings anymore. I'm not holding hands at the end of it. I'm not hugging you. I will see you in a few weeks or a few months. Because I've lived through one epidemic. I'm going to live through this one too if I can help it. And all of the people who are putting their heads in the sand don't get that this is a virus. It's nothing personal. It's luck, luck of the draw. Those gay guys that got it, they weren't bad. It was luck of the draw. And that's what this is now, luck of the draw. So you know what? stop drawing. You know, Mike, you just reminded me of what I was thinking when I woke up at 4 a.m. I was thinking about 
going to birthday parties when I was a little girl. And you know how you there were games that were played, pin the tail on the donkey, and, and uh, musical chairs was another one. And how I hated musical chairs because it made me so anxious because you're walking around and if the music stop, you don't know when it's going to stop and you've got to find a chair to sit in and there's always one chair missing. And so you end up being the one and you're out. And I was no fault of your own. No, it's just luck where you were when the music stopped. And I was thinking this is musical chairs and people don't understand that. So that even I'm doing all of this, you know, proactive stuff to protect myself and be a good citizen also, I could well get this thing. Mm-hmm. Be in the you're wrong place. Your, I'm limiting. You're I'm, limiting right. your, num- your chances. So that's <laughs> right. all we can do. There's not that's a test right. that any of us can go and get right now. Right. right. There's right. no vi- there's no um there's no shot to take. There's beside washing your hands, the only thing you can do is limit your exposure to other people. Yeah. And again, 17 friends before I was 30. If you don't think that that's oh. going to happen to most of us in a year, I pray to God that I'm wrong. But I've lived through this once. Well, I, Mike, I know you're not wrong, and that's why I couldn't sleep when I woke up because I'm I'm so worried about my loved ones. You know, I, I'm 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 so worried that. Uh, and there's a whole study of epidemiology. This isn't just how how someone feels. This is a study of epidemiology, how viruses function, and people are just ignoring it, which I don't understand. And but for to to go back to the to the AIDS crisis, there were a group of gay men um, in Pittsburgh who started a HIV study, and they're the reason that I'm that I'm negative alive. still yeah. and alive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, there will be other people who will stand up and act up mm-hmm. and yeah. try and help this thing, but it is not going to come from the government. The government doesn't care. No, and even if it did, it's incompetent. Oh, God. Well, Mike, stay safe as you can. And you too. Uh, stay inside. You. Yes, right. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. No, actually, I was thinking the one thing I can do <clears throat> is walk. You know, you can walk in the in the beautiful outdoors. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, if you get... It, cabin fever, you can uh, go out. I can, you know, I'm walking my dog. And and if you encounter other human beings, you can talk to them. Just stay, uh, yeah, keep your distance. Be smart. That's all I can say to you. Be smart. And I, my heart goes out to those of uh, you, and I will include myself in it, who suffer at all from any kind of anxiety disorder. And that's a lot of Americans. Because for people with uh, an anxiety disorder, this is a nightmare. Um, And there's a lot of your neighbors and friends and people around who are really suffering because of this. So be kind. I mean, I I found myself at Costco yesterday smiling at everybody I could, just sort of smiling. I felt a need to. We need to be kind to each other, and we need to be smart, and we need to be serious about this. We're going to grow up here, and we are about to experience something, unlike Mike, that we have not experienced before. Um, and we don't want to, but we got to do it. Let's, let's step up, okay? Our government has not. Let's step up. Every one of us has a chance to not make this worse. Um, and I also want to say that since I won't have a show until next Monday. 
that when I talk to you next, the numbers are going to be huge. A lot more will have happened. And just hang in there. That's all I can say is what I'm telling myself. Hang in there and uh, and be smart, okay? It is not business as usual. The life you knew and have always lived is not the life you should be living now. Not if you are a grown-up, okay? My best to all of you. My best to all of us. Um, hang in there. Really. I'll talk to you Monday. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.